Welcome to the Leadership Now podcast with Dr. Aaron Rock. Aaron has served as a pastor, as a professor, and a chaplain, and he has a keen interest in helping other Christians to think Christianly about all of life. So on this show, we talk about the nuts and bolts of theology, church life, cultural issues, pastoral leadership, ethics, and other relevant matters that will help you to lead better now. I'm your host, Chris Eelman, and on today's episode, we'll dissect the Prime Minister of Canada's new 2SLGBTQI plus action plan that plans to spend $100 million of taxpayer money to help people have sex. You heard that right. And yes, if you're listening from another country, don't just tune out because this is the type of legislation that we can expect to sweep across the Western world as governments exhaust themselves promoting all sorts of immorality. And what's better, they ask you to pay for it. So Aaron, let's start by having you introduce uh, this action plan so that our listeners are familiar with it. Well, it just came out this week on uh, August the 28th, and it is called, and I'll just restate this so the listeners can find it online, uh, Canada's first federal 2S LGBTQI plus action plan, building for the future with pride, a whole of government approach to achieve a future where everyone in Canada is truly free to be who they are and love who they love. You should sign up for the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it actually, you know what? Um, I know my audience and mo there's, a, there's always going to be some trolls that, that listen to this um, who are just looking to cause trouble. But most people that are listening to this already hold a worldview similar to mine, a Christian worldview. And I'm intending to educate them mm -hmm. on the latest and greatest trends and sort of help them think through it. But it is really probably the stupidest thing I've read in a long time. Mm. It's just idiotic that the government of Canada, with all the issues going on today, a young couple I know just finally got a house after putting 40 offers in. We have a, mm -hmm. a major issue with housing because of government action, provincially and federally. We have all sorts of people that are still upset, who've been false, who've been mistreated and falsely accused of crimes during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. this prime minister of ours is just hell bent, and I use that word deliberately, hell bent, to continue to put forward legislation and plans and policies that appeal to the the radical left, the woke, the godless, the neo pagan ideologies. And this is basically a plan he's come out with to to spend a ton load of taxpayer money to give to people who want to commit sodomy acts, who want to say, you know, uh, participate in homosexuality, who want to identify by a different gender, sexual related, to, f to fund sexually related matters in society. So someone's at home, they're having gay sex, apparently they're entitled to taxpayer dollars if they're part of an organization that promotes that. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that we've got to a point in Western civilization where th these sorts of things are being put forward with a straight face. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're highly religious in nature, and they're an absolute disgrace 
to the principles upon which nations like ours are founded. But as long as we keep putting into power these godless, Christian-hating, Bible-hating, God-hating, truth-despising, haters of truth, this is the kind of thing that we're going to expect to see over and over and over again. And so we're going to dissect it today, this action plan, how they're going to spend your money, what some of the lies are in the plan, and propose some responses, some responsible responses for people that would agree that this is uh, this is a step way too far and a step in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned there uh, something about it being a religious plan. Can you maybe expound upon that a little bit? What's, what do you mean by this being a religious action plan? Well, we've been fighting for a long time against this seminal lie that the government of Canada or the govern- government of Ontario or even the government of our many of our municipalities are somehow spiritually neutral. We usually use the word secular, meaning it's it's without religion, it's without any sort of ideological bent. But actually, we're seeing in very bold ways increasing evidence that these individuals are highly religious in nature. They hate the true and living God. They hate creational sexuality. They hate the Christian faith, and they use all sorts of fanciful rhetoric in order to bring that out. And unfortunately, we have a bunch of dunces who are filling pulpits across our country that are completely dropping the ball by not addressing these things, spending all their time concerned about tone, about being nice, about building relationships. Meanwhile, people's lives are being destroyed in our country. And our children are being hijacked by these godless ideologues. And individuals are being permitted to cut off parts from their bodies because of the cowardliness and the silence and the fear that has seeped into the four walls of the Christian church. We're not saying anything. And we want to bring about change to that. So let me just read a couple of excerpts from this action plan, this demonic action plan is what it is, to illustrate the religious nature of it. So first of all, in in the Christian faith, we believe that God is love. That means that God, that doesn't mean God isn't anything else. God is also just, he's wrathful, he's holy, he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, but God is also love. So any definition of love has to be traced back to the character, purposes, plans, actions of God. You cannot understand love apart from God, period. But we have had multiple attempts through human history to redefine love in man-centered, anthropocentric terms. And this is yet another one. So it says here at the beginning, here's how it opens up. No matter who you are or who you love, you should have every opportunity to succeed in Canada. Well, first of all, it begs the question, like, what do you mean by that? What what do you mean by succeed? How, How can you not succeed? in a country like Canada, if you happen to be having homosexual sex as opposed to heterosexual sex. How would people even know if you're having homosexual sex or heterosexual sex unless you're out walking in pride parades, right? So we've, it's, it's, it's a private act. It's not a righteous act. It's a private act. But it has, it has nothing to do with your ability to succeed or not succeed. So there's, there's a false premise there that somehow 
people who commit homosexual acts or pretend to be other genders are being pushed down. But as the as the as the um, document continues, it tells us that the government of Canada has taken historic action in recent years to build a better, more inclusive future for two spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and additional sexually and gender diverse people. And then we have this very long acronym. And by the way, they deliberately moved the word 2S to the front to appeal to the indigenous groups. And they're going to do more to, to promote and to use a whole of government approach to pay for, to fund the gay agenda in our country. And in order to do that, they have to redefine love away from creational language and toward pagan language. Now, actually, it is correct, biblically, that a man can love a man. David loved Jonathan. But it's a weird thing in our culture where it assumes that if you love someone, you have to have sex with them. Mm -hmm. Or if you love something, you have to have sex with it. Why? We're not opposed to men loving men within biblical boundaries or women loving women within biblical boundaries, but that's not a sexual love. You don't, you have, you have a good, a good, if I have a good male friend, I don't have sex with him. Mm-hmm. I can still love him. I can have great affection for him within biblical boundaries. I don't need to go have sex with him to love him. But we know that in the, in the culture we live in, love equals sex, sex equals love. It's a hollowed out, reductionistic, genital focused kind of love. And the Prime Minister of Canada, instead of acknowledging that God actually defines us as male and female, made in the image like this of God, there's boundaries to the way we express ourselves sexually, is overtly saying, that's not true. You can have sex with whoever you want, under whatever circumstances you want, and that's okay. And we're going to actually fund it with taxpayer dollars. We're going to fund your sex life. We're going to fund your sodomy. We're going to fund your sex changes. We're going to fund your fantasies. We're going to fund your insanity. And everyone, and we'll get to this in a moment, but everyone needs to agree with this. Mm-hmm. Everyone. That's the language of the bill, of the of the plan. So they redefine love. They redefine define justice. In, in this document, they talk about the historical injustices that have been done to members of this community. What do you mean by that? Like, what, what exactly does that mean? Is it unjust for a society to ban sodomy? No, it's not unjust because it's part of God's law. Is it unjust for a society to ban rape? No, it's not unjust for a society to ban and penalize rape because it's a violation of God's law. Is it unjust for a society to ban pedophilia? No. Now, interestingly, right now, officially, rape and pedophilia are not permitted. Sodomy and other actions are. And again, taxpayer-funded actions is is the, the state of our day. But the, the crazy thing about this is that it's actually redefining justice. It's saying, no, it's it's unjust to ban sodomy. No, it's not. It's part of God's law. It should be banned in our country. Mm-hmm. It should be criminalized like it has been for most of human history up till about the 1960s. There shouldn't be gay marriage in our country. It's wrong. It's destructive. Mm-hmm. Why are we not saying this more? We're terrified to say it. Why? People's lives are being destroyed. We're not winning the battle. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It redefines human sexuality, all contrary to nature. So fundamentally, this is a religious plan because Justin Trudeau and his cabinet 
are setting themselves up as the high priests of this new pagan, radical, sexual religion in our country. And it is opposed to the Christian church. And you, you have to be awfully naive not to be able to see around the corner where this is going. They're going to come for you, listener. They're going to come for your children. And you can run off to the United States. They'll come for you there. No matter where you go, they're going to come for you because this is sweeping across the Western world. A lot of these ideologies erupt in Europe or the U.S., but they just tend to grow a little faster in mm -hmm. the fertile seeds of uh, fertile soil of stupidity in Canada. So people need to be aware of this. These are religious claims, redefining love, redefining justice, telling God he got love wrong, he got justice wrong, he got nature wrong, he got it wrong when he said he made us in his image and likeness, he got it wrong when, it's, when he says he made us male and female, he got it wrong when he said the marriage bed should be pure and undefiled, he got it wrong. Your God got it wrong, mm -hmm. but Justin Trudeau's got it right. Mm -hmm. So this is a religious bill, and people need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. That is abundantly clear just as you laid that out there. And I know as we go through the bill piece by piece, or the plan rather, uh, there are <laughs> rampant lies everywhere. There's falsehood and and even threats in the action plan. Yep. Um, and we want our listeners to be aware of that. Again, you may line up with us and we imagine most of you do in terms of your worldview, but you need to be aware of this stuff. Even just a, a few hours ago, I was still be being made aware of lots of this stuff. So we want to expose them and help people to think through them. So Aaron, can you start us off with one of the, the main things you see? Yeah, well, I think there's a conflation of ethnicity and deviant sexuality. So one of the things that a lot of these radicals do is they, they take something that you agree with. So for instance, in the Christian faith, we're vehemently opposed to racism. We're vehemently, in fact, we don't even believe in race. That's, that's a Darwinian theory. We believe there are different ethnicities, but we're vehemently opposed to discrimination, to hatred levied from one person to another or one people group to another because you have a different tone of skin or different. you come from a different ethnic background. We are vehemently opposed to that. Mm -hmm. But what, what they do in order to silence you is they take, let's say, an issue they want to promote. So what they've done is they've taken this radical sexual agenda and they've tried to marry it to an ethnic conflict that historically has been part of the fabric of Canada and to, to some degree the United States as well, and that is the whole indigenous issue, which is being talked about in the news all the time. Mm -hmm. So there were indigenous tribes in Canada, and when the Europeans came over, there were some abuses done to them. There were also some benefits, which a lot of people don't want to talk about, but there were, there were benefits that the Europeans brought, but there were also some abuses. So what you do is you create, what they've done is they've created a culture where you can't criticize indigenous culture because if you do, you're racist. And I would just say, no, you can. You can, you can evaluate and critique any culture because culture is not ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Culture are the constructs, the principles, the values, the ways you do things as a group of people, which may be morally neutral, morally right, or morally wrong. So we can criticize Western culture, we can criticize indigenous culture, we can criticize Asian culture. When I say criticize, then I mean evaluate it and critique it against the backdrop of God's timeless word, which applies to all people groups. So we live in a culture where it's like, oh, you, you can't say anything. You can't say anything against anything indigenous. And they then take the, within the, 
indigenous peoples, there are a small number of individuals who buy into this two-spirited notion, which is basically transgenderism, mm. that there's not just men and women, there are there's masculine, masculine, there's masculine, feminine, there's feminine, feminine, there's, there's all these admixtures of genders and gender expressions, which apparently were part of some historic indigenous North American tribes. And again, we're talking about a minority of the people, but nevertheless, that's not a surprise because in every culture there's sin, right? There's going to be sin endorsed in every culture, every human culture. And this is why kingdom culture needs to ultimately reshape and shape every human culture. But because we live in a fallen world, we're going to see sin in indigenous culture. We're going to see sin in European culture or cultures. We're going to see sin in African cultures. We're going to, we're going to see it everywhere because your ethnicity is not your culture. Mm -hmm. Okay, Multiculturalism and multi-ethnicity, those are two different terms and ideas, but they're conflated. They're brought yep. together. So Justin Trudeau knows this. So what he did is he decided to take the 2S, which is a term that developed, I think, in the early 1990s by some um, pro-gay, pro-lesbian, indigenous activists, and move that to the beginning of the, the acrostic to elevate the indigenous issue. So it's all a tactic. Mm -hmm. It's like we're gonna we're gonna elevate. We're nobody wants to speak out against indigenous issues, so we're, we're going to fund in an extra special way indigenous individuals who are practicing various non-creational, non-biblical, non-heterosexual um, sexual lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And the, the lie then is that, so, so as, as Christians, we would say, look, we're just gonna be blunt, read your Bible. There are males and there are females, period. Of course, there are times in a broken world where people are born with the sexual apparatuses of both males and females. That's the exception to the rule, and that needs to be dealt with medically and so forth. Just like at times you might have someone born missing limbs or with extra limbs or Siamese twins or whatever else. That's going to happen in a broken world. And I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to be objective right now. Okay. I understand that when these things happen, they're painful. And in a pastoral context, we could weep with people and cry with people and help them to work through it and empathize. But I'm just being very objective. Okay. So scientifically, biologically, in a broken world, people are going to be born at times with deformities. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. But yeah. the, those are exceptions to the rule. So if there's an exception to the rule, there's a rule. And the rule is there's males and females. And that's the way God designed us. And when we express ourselves sexually, it is for marriage. When I, when I say sexually, I mean specifically in terms of intercourse. We express ourselves in intercourse with exclusively within the confines of a marital covenant, period. So every other form of human sexual behavior is out of bounds. So if you're viewing porn, hey folks, that's a sin. If you're having sex with someone of the same gender, that's a sin. If you're having sex with an animal, that's a sin. If you're committing sodomy acts, which is anal sex, that's a sin. These are sins. They don't change. They were that way in 4000 BC and they're the same today. And God doesn't change and his rules don't change. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. It's astonishing that so few Christians will actually just say that, even to their children. But that's the, that's the truth. And I would be remiss as a minister of the gospel not to, to say what 
what I know the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible teaches. Yep. Well, cancel culture tries to obscure that and silence you, you know, cancel culture by saying, well, no, now you're being, now Aaron Rock is ethnically prejudiced because he is, he's a white guy and he's stepping in and telling indigenous people what to do. Look, that's all smoke and mirrors. I'm not going to take the bait. Mm -hmm. We have a Bible and God's plan for human sexuality applies to white guys, cream color guys, brown guys, black guys, women, people with curly hair, straight hair, people from European descent, African descent, uh, descent, Hispanic descent, indigenous descent, like it or lump it, folks. When you stand before God, there's not various rule books that you're going to be judged by based upon your ethnicity. And frankly, we also need to understand this. Our culture isn't sacrosanct. There's nothing sacrosanct about culture in and of itself unless an aspect of culture reflects the cultural values that God wants for all people through his word, through his laws. So that's just something people need to be aware of. Don't take the bait. By the way, I was just thinking to myself, it is interesting that and I'm not trying to be graphic here, but I want to be practical. So here they're saying they're going to support indigenous, and they got their big acrostic, I won't go through it again, resilience and resurgence, including by continuing to fund indigenous, and then the acrostic, community organizations, placing the 2S um, to represent two-spirited people at the front of the acronym, and so forth and so on, even creating a secretariat in the government a two-spirit senior advisor position paid for by you mm. to promote the, this, these godless ideologies among in, indigenous people. So I was thinking to myself, well, how do you prove that you qualify for this money? Just think about this very mm -hmm. practically. We're talking about funding sexual behavior. This sexual behavior takes place in your bedroom. You're still not allowed to have sex in the street. Mm -hmm. So how do you prove you're gay? How do you prove you're gay? What if, what if 10 guys got together and wanted to fund a nice northern fishing trip every year, so they created a pretend gay organization and just said, hey, we're gay, we want money, we want the money. How do you prove? Do you have to produce photos and videos hmm. of your deviant activity? It's not even, it's not even measurable. There's no objectivity to this. It's just you declare... You just, I guess, act a certain flamboyant way, create an organization, fly a flag, and you get money for it. You don't even have to prove that you're gay. You don't even have mm -hmm. to prove that you're two-spirited. Mm -hmm. Or does this mean then that if there's five LGBTQ groups and one's predominantly composed of white people and one's predominantly composed of black people mm -hmm. and one's predominantly composed of Hispanic people and one's predominantly disposed of indigenous people that the indigenous gays get most of the money and everyone else just gets a little slice. So, so now, now you're gay, mm -hmm. you're part of a gay organization, but you're being discriminated against in a plan that's supposed to reduce discrimination because, well, you, you're not of the right ethnic heritage. You're not indigenous. And you so see you how absurd this is? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's absurd. Yeah. So the black gay man gets less money than the indigenous gay man. Mm-hmm. Until he identifies as an indigenous black gay yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just do that, I guess, sub, su- subjectively. So this is racist, Chris. This is in tr- this is a racist bill. This is actually in the in the in the name of love and justice, racism, mm. blatant racism. And the only reason why they get away with it is because nobody wants to speak the truth. There are very few people, I should say, want yep. to speak the truth and say what I've said today. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're indigenous or white or black or any color or ethnicity in between. You ultimately will be held to the standards of God's word, period. God's, God's standards, God's rules, God's laws are universal. And the call of the gospel is to repent of your sins and come to faith in Jesus Christ, not to be funding and enlarging organizations that peddle lies mm-hmm. and destroy lives. So that's the second bogus claim that it, 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 um, it, you know, it conflates ethnicity and with sexual deviancy, but it also, it also claims to advance equality, but actually promotes inequality among yeah. members of the supposed community. By the way, there's no community. There's just people out there committing these acts. Yeah. it's How does it say it um, in terms of like a house divided against itself won't stand? The, the, the best part about the way God's design is that sin eventually self-destructs, right? It eats itself up. It, it does. And it's, objectively speaking, it's nonsense. You, you actually have to... You actually have to have a reduced IQ to believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. Your IQ has to start dropping. You, you, you start to become the Romans one guy. The, you're, mm-hmm. you're demonstrating the futility of the mind, which is, a, which is judgment from God. Your mind starts to m- malfunction. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. In every historical, logical, scientific sense of the, wor- uh, the word, this is nonsense. I was also thinking to myself, there's this little symbol at the end of this acrostic a plus sign so we have two-spirited lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer intersex i think is the eye i can't keep up on all this stuff plus how long do you think it's going to be before pedophilia is going to be added have you noticed there's been a softening Mm -hmm. toward that people like well it just it's it's my identity well, un- under this godless system, if Justin Trudeau actually believes that no matter who you are and who you love, you should have every opportunity to succeed in Canada, well, why wouldn't that include pedophile- pedophiles mm-hmm. who can find a child that consents mm-hmm. to having sex with an adult? We need, we need to shock people a little bit. A little 10-year-old girl that says, okay, I agree to have sex with a 75-year-old man. Mm-hmm. That will happen in our country, and Justin Trudeau and his posse of neo-pagans will be at, at fault for that because they've abandoned God's laws, they've torn down the fences, they've uprooted the boundaries, and they've added the plus and said, whatever you want to be, however you want to express yourself, we're giving you the green light. You know what we're going to do? We're going to fine and criminalize any behavior that stands in your way, mm-hmm. and we're going to give you money to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Talk about a sick, perverted, dark world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very sad, but you know what? It's not the first time in human history that cultures have sunk into absolute debauchery. Mm-hmm. 
And so there is there is a way out. Yeah. Well, I want to address a, th- a third claim, and that is the claim that that members of this group, and again, it's not even a group. They try to group them together. It's, it's it's individuals all over the place in different cities and towns committing certain acts. It's not a community. It's not it's not like a, a particular ethnic group confined to an island or a province or a state or a particular land for centuries. It's it's people committing sinful acts. It's like saying that there's a uh, anger community or a a um, covetousness community or a uh, whatever it might be, a, a theft community. Like it, they, they, they deliberately use this language to try to take sinful acts, group people together so they're almost elevated to the status of an indigenous group, an ethnic group. Anyway, there's a, there's a claim that they've, they've um, experienced historical injustices. Well, if you mean by that, that historically – Many of these actions, these sinful actions, have been penalized by law. Okay, that's not injustice. That's called justice. Mm-hmm. Let's not take evil, call it good, and good, call it evil. That's justice. In the here and now, it's within the best interest of a properly functioning society to ban deviant sexuality yep. for the good of the person who's buying into the lie that it's okay and for the good of the whole because God's God is a benevolent God and his laws and rules always benefit us. In a properly ordered society, sexual deviancy would not be permitted. Now, it's interesting that we already know that because, again, as of now, we ban rape. That's a criminal offense. We ban pedophilia. That's a criminal offense. If we find out in our church that someone is molesting children, we immediately respond with church discipline, but also with contacting the civil authorities, because yeah. we agree, we believe that if someone commits a sexual crime in our church, it's within the sphere of authority that God has given the state to arrest, to imprison, to do whatever is necessary to stop that behavior. Mm-hmm. This is all part of wielding the sword, punishing the yep. evildoer and rewarding the righteous. It's not our jo- churches don't bury sexual deviancy. We don't do that. No. Unfortunately, some have because they don't have a good view of sphere sovereignty and they see that while well, it's just a, it's a sin, uh, we just deal with sin within our church. Well, that's true. We deal with sin within our church. We practice church discipline. But w- if a sin also is criminal, mm-hmm. we we are n- we have not been bestowed as a Christian church the authority to start courts. Mm-hmm or the authority to wield the sword publicly, to execute people, to, to create laws. That's the authority of, that's the state's authority to do that. So we would immediately report that to the civil authorities. That would be the right moral thing to do, yeah. okay? So, so we would do that. Uh, but, but with what's happened in our society is things that historically have been understood to be wrong have now become accepted. And the stuff that was accepted maybe when I was a child has now been added to. So when I was a child, you you would, of course, have people that were committing various forms of sexual sin mm-hmm. from fornication to adultery to homosexuality, but it was still understood mm-hmm. that it was wrong. So I remember I was born in the 70s, and I would even hear – non-Christians say of someone who wasn't married and was living together, oh, you know, they're, they're shacking up. 
Mm-hmm. They're, they're fornicating. We still use that word. In the 70s, mm-hmm. like it was frowned upon. It was understood even by godless people. It's not the right order of things to be living together and having sex before marriage. Now we have people in our churches that do that and aren't even talked to by their pastoral leadership. Mm-hmm. And then it, because we've been passive on that, well, then it just, it, it, it's become crazier and crazier. So now people can be bisexual. Now we have kids paying 20 grand to have their penises and vaginas removed and their breasts removed because... You know, they're 14, 15 years old. They're still going through puberty, but they're experts on who they are and they've decided to define their own identity. And it's just a complete nightmare. It's a disaster mm-hmm. in our society. Chris, we have drag queens, mm-hmm. crazy people being led into our kindergarten classrooms to perform and propagandize before little children, some of them dressed in scantily, scanty sexual attire. Mm-hmm. Like what in the world is wrong with us? And we have an individual running our country, he's supposed to be governing it, but he's ruling it mm-hmm. for the most part, putting, t- taking our money, spending our time doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous yeah. and it's disgusting. So the reality is there's all sorts of lies in this. They also claim to have consulted a, a wide array of experts they say in this document that they've consulted community leaders, researchers, and organizations. Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Who? The people that already agree with you. Right. Yes. The people that want the money. Yep. You didn't talk to me. You didn't talk to actual Christians about this. Mm-hmm. You certainly didn't consult an honest scientist about any of this. Or historian. <laughs> you probably didn't consult members of the indigenous community unless it's a particular group within there that promotes the gay agenda. I mean, there's lots of indigenous um, Christians in our country that, that, that are disgusted at this. Yep. So it's a very selective. They, they use the word researchers. Really, it's, it's, it's your technocrats. It's mm-hmm. your neo-pagan, godless, heathen researchers. That's the only people you listen to. Mm-hmm. You listen to who you want to listen to. Because you hate God and you hate the Christian faith and you hate the Bible. So you have your own little cult of experts that you listen to to affirm your preconceived notions of what's right and wrong. That's not research. Mm -hmm. And this is a federal government plan, but in the document, see if I can find it here, they talk about bringing it to every level of society. So let me just read a couple excerpt, excerpts. The government of Canada will continue to work with provinces and territories, cities, towns, community organizations. Why don't they just say churches too? Because there's a lot of churches, supposed churches, they're fake churches, they're apostate churches that actually promote this kind of garbage, mm-hmm. these lies in, in society. They're going to form a secretariat. They're actually going to, they're actually going to hire people to make this happen. They're, they talk about embedding these issues in the work of the government of Canada. Really? It's going to be part of the systems of our, of our government. Again, paid for by your tax dollars. Hey, folks, render to Caesar. Keep paying those taxes. Render to Caesar. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff that we're funding in our country. We're funding destruction. And later on in the document, they're going to, they want to, they, they reference their two seven, 2017 actions to update the criminal code and the Canadian human rights actions to protect gender identity and gender expression. These people are so cowardly. They're so weak-minded. 
They're so opposed to any sort of pushback, any sort of confrontation, any sort of meaningful dialogue, any sort of evidence. Mm -hmm. They're so weak that the best they can do is to try to punish you with the sword Mm -hmm. if you disagree. They're not looking for equality. They want you to shut your mouth and say nothing. That's what they want. Yeah, they absolutely have that agenda that clearly is... um the silence is what actually allows them to continue pushing forward, right? You know, we've talked about this before, how, and I, I agree with you on that, how we learn certain lessons from crises in human history, and then we just forget them and have to learn them all over again. And the reality is all the ridiculous stuff that's been going on in our culture for the last couple of years in particular, the reason why the government of Canada feels they have the support of the people to put nonsense like this on paper mm-hmm. is because people love to listen to podcasts. They love to listen to other people rant and rave about this stuff, but most people are silent. Mm-hmm. They're silent. And so when you look out at the masses, if you only have a few people saying anything, well, they're just calling the lunatic fringe. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the lunatics are actually running the asylum. That's what's going on. Yeah. And the fifth thing I wanted to mention, by the way, is that this document is highly coercive. It opens up with glowing statements about love and commitment to justice and equality and all this sort of stuff. But it's coercive. It's manipulative. It threatens criminal prosecution for people that are actually going to say, uh, put their hand up and say, actually, no, that's not the way God has created us. That behavior is sinful. You need to stop it. It threatens to throw you in jail, to wield the sword, to punish the righteous. It's coercive. And we've seen it. We've seen people over the last couple of years do things that are against their conscience simply yeah. because they're terrified of going to jail. Mm-hmm. And the government knows that, that when you're silent, folks, you lose, Mm -hmm. you lose, you lose for yourself and you lose for future generations. It also promises to engage the language of this, this plan is very deliberate. It threatens to engage, quote, everyone who, everyone means 100% of the people. (laughs) That's what everyone means. Not some people, not most, not the majority. That means you. It threatens, it promises, I should say threatens, but promises to engage everyone in Canada in fostering a more inclusive. It's like, well, I disagree with this. Mr. Trudeau, if you're listening to this, I know you won't be, but if you are, I will never agree to this, ever, never, ever. It's not going to happen. And faithful Christians will never, ever agree to this. We will never agree to it, ever, sir. Mm -hmm. And when we say ever, we mean ever. It'll never happen. So give it a rest because you're not going to win. You're not going to win us over. It's not going to happen. In fact, what what Mr. Trudeau, where Mr. Trudeau is shooting himself in the foot is he's overplaying his hand. He's rapidly forcing these agendas on us. He's exposing himself. Mm -hmm. He's showing his hand. He's exposing himself. He's exposing his own evil, depraved mindset. And 
what we we actually pray for is salvation. Mr. Trudeau, what you need to do is you need to repent of your sins, as all of us have, and you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, the God of the universe that loves you. You need to repent of your sins. That's what Mr. Trudeau needs to do, and that's what his cabinet needs to do. And that's what many pastors in our country need to do. They actually need to repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ, many of them for the first time. Mm -hmm. Because our pulpits are filled from coast to coast with unconverted clergymen. It's evident the Spirit of God is not in them. Mm -hmm. The third thing it does is it promises, and I mentioned this earlier, to embed these issues in the work of the government. And to use these funds to support it overseas as well. So this is where that global mindset is uh, comes to play a bit, uh, comes to bear, that Mr. Trudeau and his government love to fund abortions in our country, and they also love to fund them overseas. Right. And they love to fund this agenda in our country, and they love to f uh, fund them overseas. And they're creating division, but maybe it's division that needs to happen. This is where... The, the devil, by the way, loves to overplay his hand. He's he's subtle and sly and strategic, but he never knows when to quit. Mm -hmm. And he exposes himself. And this is what's happening. The rapidity of this evil agenda, or I would say evil agendas that are being exposed in our country and in other Western countries is shocking. But that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because we know who the enemy is. We know who the enemy is. The The myth of spiritual neutrality, the mask has been ripped off and we see the devil for who he is. Mm -hmm. We see the evil, the hatred towards Christianity, the hatred towards Christianity, the hatred towards the word of God. We see even in many of our churches, we see in charismatic churches, the lies. These churches that go around saying we believe in supernatural healing who quickly closed during a pandemic. In reformed churches, we see the lies. Oh, we believe in the sovereignty of God over all things. We believe in predestination and election. God is sovereign over all things. And then cowardly, turning the worship and ministry of the church over to the latest edict of whatever magistrate mm -hmm. wields authority in your jurisdiction. We see the Anabaptist churches you know, who historically took a stand for truth at the risk of their own lives and fled from one country to the next, buckling and bowing to the globalists, to the statists. What we need is we, we need salvation for the unchurched, but we also need salvation in our churches. Mm -hmm. We need people to repent and to push back. When I read this stuff, it just galvanizes me. I could care less about the consequences of saying what I've said. I could care less because I know it's the right thing to say and I know ultimately God will bless in this life or the next. Whenever we take a stand for truth, mm -hmm. we'll be blessed by it. So I, I just wanna encourage people, like you should be angry, righteously angry at what this plan, the lies and the manipulation that is, is included in this plan. But at the same time, you should be thankful that our governors are overplaying their hands mm -hmm. and they're, they're demonstrating their, their, their abject stupidity. That's a biblical word, by the way, stupidity. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, on, on all levels, yeah. south of the border. I know we have a lot of American listeners. Yep. The vice president, the most powerful woman on earth probably. 
she's in this video and she's like, I'm Kamala Harris. I go by the pronouns he, she, or she, her, I think it was. And I'm wearing a blue jacket and I'm sitting in a chair. It's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what is, what kind of nonsense is that? All sorts of nonsense. When, when you, this is, this is the thing. I, I know of people that used to preach in Christian churches that have since abandoned God, that hate God. Some of them are trolls on Facebook and Twitter. They love to comment on my stuff and attack. If you go to their pages, there's nothing substantive there. There's nothing to even debate because they don't want to stick their neck out because they're cowards. Mm -hmm. They are cowards with a capital C. What they love to do is they love to attack. They love to subtly undermine truth, but they're actually cowards. And they, 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 like to, they like to attack you and ridicule you and belittle you. That's their, their tactics. The righteous calls evil, evil and good, good. Mm -hmm. And the, the godless can spit and holler and hiss all they want and threaten. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we will not bow to Nebuchadnezzar's statue. Mm -hmm. We will not bow. You want to throw us in the fiery furnace? Have at it. You're going to get burned in the way in. You want to throw us in the lion's den? Have at it. God can rescue us. We believe he will. Even if he doesn't, we're still going to follow him. Mm -hmm. That's the mindset. That's the seminal mindset, That the seed mindset that every Christian needs to adopt if they're going to make it through the culture wars. Don't be afraid of these people. Mm -hmm. The God that is in us is greater than the God that's in the world. The devil's overplaying his hand. God is still on his throne. God is working things out for his honor and glory. And at the snap of his fingers, he can wipe them all out. And eventually he will. Mm -hmm. So we can take great hope in that. Mm -hmm. So as you talk, like the, the uh, yeah, there's righteous anger on one part. There's also, and I know we've struggled with this in podcasts before, the, the feeling of futility. It's almost like you're standing outside a burning house and you're like the whole thing's in flames. Yeah. And you feel like you have a little sandbox bucket of water to <laughs> put it out. And you're like, obviously as Christians, we know we have more at our disposal than that. But it does feel that way sometimes. It feels like Canada's hopeless. It's game over. Just survive the house burning down kind right. of mentality. And that's, I think, why, what causes some people to be quiet and silent perhaps um, is I think all I'm doing right now is inviting judgment on my, or not judgment, consequences for myself. I'm not actually making a difference. I'll stand out there and say it's wrong. What would you say to that? And maybe by way of changing gears here, what could we do as action steps for us? Our, what's our action plan to combat the action plan? Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, well, Christians need need to be principled rather than prag- pragmatists. So I do believe in pragmatics. I think there are some practical things that can be done. But th- these are we're we're fighting a, a truth war. And in this podcast, we've exposed lies, mm-hmm. and we've called God's people to to speak out. And there'll be some very, very practical people listening. This is okay, but give me like a three-point plan. Like, what do I do? What, mm-hmm. Where do I send my money? What do I say? Like, give me some actual practical steps. What we need to realize is that fundamentally, this isn't a war on that level. This isn't a battle on that level. This is an ideological truth war. And we, the, the way you fight against lies 
is by speaking truth. So the, the most important thing that we can do is speak the truth. God has given us this beautiful gift of language. We can speak the truth. We can confront the lies. We do that proactively by teaching the next generation, by teaching the new convert proper biblical categories to think about sexuality. We do that from the pulpit. We do that in our small group, in our Sunday school classrooms, around the dinner table. We have to be proactive and think long-term because many of us have failed in that regard historically to actually be taught the truth or speak the truth to the next generation. So we have to speak the truth, speak the truth, speak the truth, speak the truth. We don't need swords. We don't need guns. We speak the truth. We confront the lies. So one of the things that I think the Lord has called pastors and elders and teachers to do is just speak the truth, speak the truth, speak the truth. There, this is how you shape consciousness. This is how you, you help people to think Christianly, raising awareness. So if you go away from this podcast, you're like, man, I'm, I'm angry at what's going on, but I, 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 I see what they're doing. I, I can see their tactics. They're trying to conflate ethnicity with, with sexual deviancy. They're, they're, they're redefining love. This is a religious battle. They're, they're redefining justice. This is a religious battle. They're, they're acting like high priests. This is a religious battle. They're threatening me with A, B, and C. I'm not going to be threatened by those things. This, this is a coercive fight. These are lies. These are destructive. Okay, well, if, if that's the sum total of what you benefit, you've benefited a whole lot mm-hmm. because now you're not going to be duped into believing the lies. You're, you're not going to be silent anymore. So we, want, we need to shape the Christian mind. But on a, on a very practical level, we do need to speak with our politicians. You should be calling your politician saying, look, I do not want my, I don't go to work to have taxes taken off my paycheck so that people who want to practice sodomy can get special funds for that to feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like what on earth is that about? Look at our roads. Look at our infrastructure. We're spending money, tax money, on people having sex? Seriously? So even if you're that practical with your politician, even if it's a godless politician, that's, that's a powerful statement for them to hear. Because mm-hmm. they're not thinking about all the ideologies and taking a stand against this sort of stuff, most of them, unless they're Christian. But if they hear taxpayers, because it's all about money for them, taxpayers don't want $100 million, mm-hmm. and it's going to be more than that, we know that, of Canadian money this year to be spent on this? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Give me a break. That's a win. So you can do that, and you should do that. Mm-hmm. And we should also be, and I've been ranting on this for two years now, why on earth do we not have a lineup of Christians all the way down the street and around the corner in front of City Hall, lined up to submit paperwork to run for office. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we can get Christians who understand this into office, municipal, provincial, we've had three elections in just over a year. Mm-hmm. We voted in a federal government, yep. a provincial government, and now we have a provincial election in our own province coming up. And there are some good people running. A municipal election? Uh, municipal, yeah, yeah yep. sorry. Some good people running but th- there should be no shortage mm-hmm. of God-fearing people running for offices that actually can be part of these 
on, on a high level that have a, a, a much more significant voice. Mm-hmm. We need to teach on biblical sexuality in, in our churches. If you're part of a church where that's not happening, go and chat with your leadership. Say, I want, I want to hear this. My kids need it. I need it. I need clarity on this. We need to start addressing these issues. If they're like, yeah, we don't do that, go to another church. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to speak out against this stuff, go to another church. If you're one of those churches, someone said to me recently, I've, I, I, all my life I grew up, I, I was never in a church. No one ever said homosexuality is a sin, ever. Not mm-hmm. once. I'm like, yeah. what? Especially in this day and age, how is that not? How is that possible mm-hmm. that at some point, it doesn't have to be the subject of every sermon, but at some point you weren't taught basic categories of biblical sexuality. This is right. This is wrong. And then I would say we need to pray because this is satanic. It is satanic. It is the ignorance of the human mind. It's the human mind breaking down, the futility of the mind when we cast off all restraints, when we deny the creator God, when we suppress the truth and unrighteousness. But it's also the devil having the laugh of his lifetime because the nonsense absolute nonsense that's being promoted in Western culture, a culture that prizes itself on education, where almost everybody on the street has a high school diploma or a college degree or multiple college degrees. We're so smart. We've put people on the moon. We have all sorts of awesome scientific developments and technological developments. We have the internet. We have opportunities to podcast like this, this advanced society, and we're telling people, we're looking in the eyes of a human being who has testicles and a penis and who's made in the image and likeness of God and who is clearly, by every valuation, a male. We're looking this person in the eyes and with all seriousness saying, you can pick your gender. Like what kind of foolishness and ignorance and nonsense and futile thinking is, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. This is a male and beside them is a female. Like come off of it. We know this. We have parents in the hospital now. The kid comes out. Is it a boy or a girl? We're not going to say. We let them decide. What what in the world? These are the people raising the next generation. And you know what? We have have people in uh, Western countries born primarily in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s who are governing these nations, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, born in those decades. Well, pretty soon it's going to be people born in the 1990s, in mm-hmm. the 2010s, in the 2020s, and the 2030s eventually that are the prime ministers and the presidents and the congressmen and the senators and imagine how crazy it's going to get then if we can't turn this around. Because they're going to be that much, yet another generation removed from truth, from righteousness, from any sort of Christian thinking. And then you're going to see, if you haven't thought about it already, then you're going to see all hell break loose in Canada. right? Mm-hmm. So I know some people out of fear for their children have moved away. That's fine. I'm supportive of that. But it's coming for you too. You're just you just delayed the inevitable. It, mm-hmm. it this is an these ideologies are sweeping across the Western world, and 
they're getting worse and they're getting more flagrant day by day. And sadly, we have small groups of Christians that are speaking out. We have a large group of Christians that disagree with it, but just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then we have a bunch of people that claim to be Christian that are actually part of the problem. They are our enemies. Mm-hmm. They're actually promoting this and preaching this and saying this is okay. And it's not because they found new truths in God's word. It's because they don't actually believe in God. They don't actually believe in the authority of scripture. And their minds have been deluded uh, with satanic influences. So our job is to speak the truth and at the same time call people to action. So hopefully that's uh, helpful for people to hear mm-hmm. and I would encourage you if you haven't had the opportunity to read this action plan to SLGBTQI plus action plan, i.e. garbage nonsense. So you're familiar with what's going on in culture. And so you can no longer say, yeah, it's going to blow over. Mm-hmm. No, we need to stand up and speak the truth and um, trust that the Lord will, will use it for his honor and glory. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll try to link that uh, article, that plan in the show notes so you can look for that there. A reminder to our listeners that you can find this show not only on the, the um, our Podbean uh, distributor, but also we are hosted by the Fight, Laugh, Feast network and they have us on their app. So if you download the Fight, Laugh, Feast app, you'll have this podcast as well as a host of other great ones to listen to. We're also on the CJXC Radio, Canada's Constant Christian Companion, at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays and 11 p.m. on Thursdays. And so make sure to check us out there. In all the places that you listen, make sure you share it with other friends on social media. You can follow Aaron on social media. Uh, jump onto Twitter, Facebook, and I think you can get her gab, those kind of things. You can follow him. So look him up there, follow him, so you can stay in touch with these episodes. And uh, we'll look forward to next week being able to put out another episode of Leadership Now with Dr. Aaron Rock. 